Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast, where I'm joined by my wife, Stephanie Hanlon Francie. In these episodes, Stephanie and I will unpack the different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters. We believe that today, more than any time before, we're living through the most impactful events in history, changes in the world that are leading to rising confusion, uncertainty, and ultimately fear. For those who are awake, your view of your world is the filter for how you will experience the evolution and changing dynamics of it. Whether it's the growing social and political divisiveness, the need to pivot in business or career, or shifting family dynamics, very few know how to deal with or manage what is unfolding before them. Whatever you're experiencing in your world, Stephanie and I have deeper conversations about mental, emotional, and spiritual health that provide a context for the living that we hope inspires you to ask different questions and has you check in to ask yourself the hard questions. Like, is the path you're on the best path for your journey? Are you still clear on your intended destination or has it changed? Our vision is to provide you ideas and tools that you can apply in your life that you can use to take steps in your evolution of being your greatest self and living your best life. Listen in, enjoy. Hi there, and welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters episode. Stephanie, you're back. I am. Hey, hon. So you were in Japan. I was. I was in Japan. It was a quick <laughs> in and out. <laughs> it feels it feels like it, I was gone for weeks. You're Yeah. And then uh, from Japan, you came home, and then you were virtually in Finland. Yeah, and then uh, that was for four days, and then in a couple of days, I leave for Italy. Nice. Well, for me. <laughs> yeah, good for you. Okay, so what I want to talk about this, you know, you, we've often talked about what we refer to as the champion's journey. So that is the journey of a champion. So when we look at, and we often have had conversations on the podcast here, is that we see in life, in business, in a lot of things that people do, they want the outcome. Mm. They see the the car, they see the house, they the see the gold medal or whatever, the podium, the lifestyle. They see the YouTube stars. They sure, see the accolades. They see all the accolades. Now, that comes back to the champion's journey, which is that's the outcome. And in between this is what I want and this is, and the outcome being that there's a lot of space. There is. And that's what we call the champion's journey. And within that is a lot of ups and downs, um, barriers, BS. There's, um, you know, the paradox I call the champion's paradox. The journey itself is truly what the, the magic is all about. The outcome, if it happens the way that you want it is amazing. There's always going to be an outcome regardless. Well, isn't that the truth? So there's a there's a quote that really resonated for me. And it's funny, as long as I've played in this space, it had not, I had not heard it before, which is reasons come before results. Now, immediately. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Say that again. Reasons come before results. True. Now, that goes back to, you know, what's your why? And, you know, people translate it into that. So it could be that, you know, and you can... It was just another way of saying that, that I think for me resonated differently. So when you think about wanting something, whether it's um, an experience, whether it's an outcome, whether it's a, 
you know, a, a, a car, a Lamborghini, maybe it's a mansion, maybe it's wealth, maybe it's, you know, pure health, whatever it is, there is a journey to get there. And I think that the instant gratification crowd has really put a damper on, on that particular concept. And the journey is, they always say, you know, it's not about the outcome, it's about the journey. And, you know, as, as kitschy as that sounds, it's actually true. Well, it is true. And, you know, there's, it isn't something that we've observed and I think everybody's observed it to some degree, which is, you know, given what's going on with TikTok and social media, it seems like everybody's already living the great life, you know? And so when we go back and we kind of look at our own journey and because of just how we're set up and, you know, how we're, where we've come to in life, we often have seen with even the people that we're surrounded by sometimes where we have to kind of, they're young, and yeah, <laughs> we have to you know, slow down. They for a aspire, second. they aspire, they go, well, I want that now, you know, and there's a reality that, you know, we took a long time, we're probably slow studies. But at the end of the day, it's like the journey of the everyday millionaire. You know, when I do that podcast, when I talk to these individuals, these seemingly ordinary who have achieved extraordinary, and we talk about the journey, because it's not overnight anything, you have to be able to so true. get through the grind. Now, this goes back to reasons come before results. So we know that if it's only about the money, that go that dies really quickly because it, it could be about the money, but it's got to be about what the money will There's do for you. something bigger As an example, than the money. It's got to be bigger than the money. It can be about the gold medal, but it's got to even be bigger than the gold medal. So this is kind of where I wanted to go on the champion's journey because you were in Japan, you're virtually in Finland, you're off to Italy. The question then becomes, you know, you're working with athletes that take years, multiple years from even, you know, they, cause they grow up in the sport decades, decades. Right. So then they get to this, they have this opportunity. They now go through this qualifying process because I think in Japan, it was a grand prix of some sort, correct? Yep. It was a grand prix that's leading them towards the grand prix final. Yes. And then eventually that all adds up to saying, yes, you qualify to go to the Olympics and give your give it your best shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you simplify it in that regard. And and it does when you when you drill it down and see it maybe on social media or you see it in just four year chunks, because we're all addicted, to, you know, every four years to whether it's the summer or Olympic uh, summer or winter Olympic Games, is that we don't realize what goes into that. Well, this is what I want to talk about, you know, because we use that as a metaphor or an analogy, whatever. I don't ever know what the right term is. When we're having these conversations about athletes, because it's so common, you know, a lot of people relate to that story, whether they're athletes or they played a sport, they do have some well, relatedness. There's, there's, there's a parody to that. Like, I think life is a team sport. You know, we... we we talk a lot about sport, but it's not about sport. It's about the values and the qualities that you learn in, like, I think about family and I think about teachers, for example, teachers are our first life coach. So if you think about, you know, just crossing over all of these contexts, uh, whether it's sport or, or um, business or family or life, it's really only one thing. And our values are what dictate that. Okay. So I don't want to go into a values conversation yet. Well, we've, always the values I know it's always a values conversation. I want to go back to Japan. Okay. I want to go back on the journey of what is going on in behind the scenes hmm. that keeps these, and I'll use the term kids lightly, but to me, they're all kids, but these <laughs> young 
people. What keeps them going? Because, you know, when they show up on the ice and they perform, I mean, in those moments, life looks pretty perfect. I mean, they're artistic, they're athletic, they're beautiful. They're, they're fit. They're fit, they're costumes. They're like these, you know, these works of art floating across the ice. And what happens, you know, right up to the minute before they step on the ice? What, you know, they get there early, you know, you're a mental performance coach. So what the hell are you doing? You know, <laughs> like, what do you do? Oh my gosh. You are so right. Like right up to the minute where the music starts is the journey itself. I mean, the dealing with the ups and the downs and the emotional and the nerves and the fear and the, and the, and the, fear of judgment and all the things that go on. Now they're on television. Now they're on YouTube. Now they're on on, on um, social media where every little thing about them is being picked apart, but they have to rise above that. They have to decide that they want something more, which is not what I've gotten to with the athletes that I work with. It's not just about the medal. It's not just about the title. It's about who they've had to become to step into that title. And I'm, you know, just in Japan, for example, it was amazing to watch a, a, a couple that used to compete for Denmark. They were Danish champions, and now they've changed flags. For example, this is Nick and Laurence. Uh, they now are representing Canada, and they are so proud. Canadian, um, they're second in Canada, and they have a bigger story. Now they have a story. They have, they have a story that they've had to overcome adversity. They've had to overcome a lot of negativity, a lot of judgment to change countries. They had to take a year off and in college and the in NCAA world, they call that redshirting. They have to take a year off. They have to continue to train. They have to get in the best shape of their life. And then they have to throw their performance out in the world to be judged. And that's not easy. So this goes back to, you know, the reasons, you know, come before the results. So when I try and relate this and say, okay, you know, we see Nick and Laurence doing what they do, going through the adversity, and we have many examples of these athletes. And, you know, when we think about in our own life in business, in our own life in the people that we know that are on journeys of careers, you know, there's got to be a moment in time where you look at it and you go, why am I doing this? What is this for? And be, you know, so, so let's go back to Japan and, You've got a number of teams there. You're working with, with those teams, teams right? Yeah, six teams. They're, they're there days before, and you've been working with them all along. But give me a little bit of background. What kind of stuff are you working with them? I mean, what kind of conversations are you having with world-class athletes? Because I can't help but think that in day-to-day -day life, it applies for anybody. You know, this isn't just a story about athletes. This is like... Okay, what are you doing for if you're, you know, you're listening to this, you're listening to us and we're talking about these athletes and the podium and the gold medal and, but at the end of the day, what's your gold medal? What is your reason? You know, and what, what results are you looking for? And, and so I'm, I'm curious as to what kind of obstacle or what kind of conversations, what kind of things are these kids dealing with that they would sacrifice I don't want to call it sacrifice. Mm, it's not, it's a sacrifice. not the, the word. It's still a choice. You know that. Okay, great. So perfect. So that they would choose to do that because at the end of the day, they don't know that they're going to get the gold medal. They don't know that they're going to podium. There's not big money at the end of the day. I mean, they, they, for amateur sports, for amateur sports, not at all. Right. So, 
So give me a little bit of insight into that, but also what are, so what kind of conversations are you having with them? Oh, wow. Big question. Um, you know, it's a very vulnerable question because every couple, every, every skater, every athlete I work with is, is a unique human being. Everybody's different. They have their own journey. They have their own stuff that's going on. They've got their own distractions. They've got their own dramas. So think about, you know, you know, somebody that's listening right now, like what is in your way of getting what you want? So start there. So when I work with an athlete, I go, okay, so what is it that you want? Well, I want to win. Okay, got it. So do you want a podium? Do you want to have a personal best? Do you want to have a season's best? What do you want to have as an outcome? And then we'll focus on that. We throw that into the future. And then what I do is I work them backwards to what's going on right now. In the win is what's important now. You can only win in this moment. So let's say, for example, they're in the warm-up and something comes up or they get a text that, you know, an aunt gets diagnosed with cancer or their dog passed away or their cat got run over. So we have to deal with everyday real things. Like these are real human beings that are having a journey that says they want to still be on the podium and make their prize money and win their competition. But life still happens. And when my job is to keep them grounded in what's real, connect to the future, connect to what their outcome is. Yes, connect to their why. Why the heck are they even there when they know it's excruciatingly painful? It's expensive. There's things that are going to go against them. It's a judge sport. There's politics. But it has to become about, A, the love of the sport, the love of what it is that they're doing, and then the connection to their why. Because when you think about the outcome, it's always about what the journey was to get to the outcome. Yes, some of it's going to end up with a medal. Some of it's not. And then when we have to deal with the what's not, then you have to go deep and look personally as to what's in the way. And when I look at the champion's journey and we relate it to sport and then we bring it back to even you and I, you know, we're on our own champion's journey. We have an outcome, we have goals, we, we, you know, we, we have things that we want in our lives. But the truth is, there's shit is always going to happen. Something's always going to happen on the way I'm to the Olympic so Games. I'm just so tired of shit happening. No, right? But can we draw inspiration from athletes? Can we draw inspiration from these people that are committed to being in the best shape of their lives, to, to throwing themselves out there, to be judged? They want something more. And when they want something more, just like I want something more, the last couple of years, the last two and a half years hasn't dampened my desire to have an amazing life, to live my best life. Okay, so that's perfect segue. Thank you for that because I, I, I wrote this quote down. I don't even know whose it is. It was just a random quote. There was no, I'm going to say author unknown. I'd love to take... Uh, I'd love to take credit for it, but I can't, and I can't give credit uh, because I don't know where or whose it is. There was no nothing there. Anyways, the quote is this: "Not being willing to let go of a life we like is why we don't have a life we love." Oh my God! Right? How powerful is that? Say that again. Okay, not being willing to let go of a life we like is why we don't have a life we love. Oh, that's so funny. So one of the lines I use with my athletes is that when they're really striving to be mediocre, oh, striving yeah. to be average, yeah. <laughs> like, okay. And that's what really the breakthrough for a lot of the teams this year is that, you know what, we can be average, we can be normal, 
We can strive to be mediocre. We can have the problems and complain and we can do all the things and find excuses or we can find the grace and the peace and rise above that and find something that we love. But that also opens our heart and it also makes us vulnerable to judgment. It makes us vulnerable to failure on a whole other level. And I think that's what is in the way sometimes for people to go from mediocre or average to excellent. Well, I think it says it right here. We talk about it in different ways all the time. You know, the the lack of willingness to change, because if you change, it means you're letting go of something. A decision is actually letting go of what you know. So when, as soon as we let go, as soon as we make that decision, and, and your athletes, for example, and even what you just said a minute ago about creating a life that we love, it's because we have always been, probably to a fault, be willing to let go of a life we like to go to the next level, which is always looking for the next layer of life that we will love. And we love life all of the time, but it's an interesting dynamic. And so these kids are willing to do that. Because when you think about the work that you're doing, which is when you're competing at that level, world-class, Olympic-class, professional, it's split seconds. I mean, it's split seconds. And there's all sorts of things that get in the way of split seconds. So I'll just share quickly. When you used to work with professional athletes, primarily hockey players, but with professional athletes overall, you'd go into, you know, it was never technically, they were always technically quite strong. It was- At a certain level, they're all kind they're of there. the same. Yeah, they're yep. all kind of there, right? Yep. So what then gets in their way? Well, what gets in their way has got nothing to do with how smart they are. And or even technically, it's how life, good they are. It's life gets yep. in the way. Exactly. You know, it's, you know, the stories, the, the history, stories, you know, the, the past. Exactly. You know, the dog died. You know, the mother-in-law is a bitch. Whatever the story might be, there's something that gets in the way of that ultimate level of performance. And this is what your kids are dealing with. Yeah. And the other thing is what's happened in the past. Because where they're they're getting their feedback is from, well, last time when I was at Worlds or last time at Olympics, I was fourth and I had a mistake and or my partner made a mistake and, and, and they actually connect to that. So one of the things that I'm really working on with all the athletes I work with and even my clients in business is that in order to be successful, we have to be committed to our path, not our past. Mm-hmm. Because our path is forward and it's unknown. But most people are committed to their past because they can prove. And in the stories in their mind, they can go back and say, yeah, you know, I did this, this, and this, and this is the result. And But that's the past. And it's not true anymore. Okay, so I get that. This is going off on a whole different tangent than I thought we were going to go on, but that's fine. I just had a conversation with somebody today, a friend of mine, who was talking about dealing with trauma. And in that conversation... He was talking about just people that he's speaking with. And I keep hearing this word trauma and, and I get it and I don't want to minimize it. I guess I have my own stories around trauma, but in my kind of brain, the way I think about it, and we as coaches have had clients that are dealing with trauma, but to your point, that's a past. It is the past. Okay. It's not that it didn't happen. And, but what's interesting about what he said, he said, is I'm observing the trauma I had observing. He's observing. Mm. So in other words, he wasn't connected to it. Good one. He wasn't letting it get in his way, but he was noticing where it was biting him in the ass, where it showed up. And because he's evolved enough and gone on and, you know, done enough work in his life to just go, no, this isn't, 
this is just history. Yeah. This is history showing up for me. So he's not buying into the trauma. Now, that's way different than many people who actually stay in the trauma. They stay stuck in it and it almost becomes a... a, a yeah, it's a blanket. It's, yeah. it's familiarity. Yeah. That's what I know. That's okay. what I know. And and so, okay, so I don't want to go down that path because it's way too deep. And 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 it's not that it's not... Well, we're pretty deep. It's, yeah, I know, but it's not that it's not relevant. But I want to go back to your kids, because when you think about what people are trying to achieve in their life, what's your podium? That, right. I mean, how many times have we asked an audience that question? What's your podium? Yeah. What's your medal? And whether that be a career choice, an achievement in your business, a goal that you, what is your podium? We're trying to pe take people and elevate them to what's next and not keep them in their averageness. Right. So this goes back, you know, are you willing to let go of a life you like to have a life you love, which means that there's going to be the transition between liking and loving. There's going to be that proverbial trapeze artist that has to let go of the bar. To grab the next one. Can you to imagine? To grab the next bar, you know, so you're not <laughs> stretched, stretched out. out between wow. the two. You're going to have to let go. And, and so this is where I get to, I guess, is that when you're working with your athletes, they're on their journey, they're on their champion's journey. We look at that and we say, everybody's got their champion's journey. So you're looking at it and you're tweaking and you're having conversations with them to keep them present in the moment because life is happening. Yes. Now, are you pumping their tires? Are you, uh, you know, are you giving all sorts of platitudes and, you know, going, really. you're amazing and what are you doing? Well, uh, one of my lines that I use and part of what I've learned over the years is that I cannot give compliments. I can only speak the truth. So if I'm saying something about something and about um, a performance or what's going on and it's positive, it's because it's what the truth is. I have a really hard time because compliments can sound like platitudes and judges and fans and everybody that pumps the athletes' tires are always going to have their favorite. So they got enough of that. They got they to come. Enough to, that. They got to come back to what's real. They got to come back to what's real and what what is what is. So I will say that my business is their business. So they have to get to what is for them, and also know that there's a ton of shit that's going on in life that they can fold in. They don't have to deny it, push it down, ignore it in order to perform to their best. We can fold it in. So we say, okay, what's the distraction right now? What's going on with your family? What's going on in your business? What's going on between you as a couple? Okay, let's identify it. Let's focus on it. Uh, and then we'll let it go. Because if we deny what's going on, then it becomes a huge energy leak or it becomes a boulder that sits on them. My goal with the athletes that I work with is that they deal with everything and they deal with the what is and the what isness. And actually, that's one of the reasons we called the Ice Academy Montreal, I am, right? I am. So who are you today? Like you're not the same person as you were last year at Olympics or four years ago as a, at Olympics. You're who you are today with all the gifts, all the pain, all the trauma, all the, the joy, everything that's going on. So how do we fold that in and make sure that we're acknowledging that so that that connection and that commitment to the performance can be truly authentic? So this comes back to, for me anyways, is that you're getting them and keeping them grounded. You know, back to, you know, I say, I, and I say it a little bit, lightly tongue in cheek about pumping their tires, but you know, there is a, a place for that. You know, it's interesting that 
somebody looks you in the eye and goes, you got this. Yeah. Even if you, you know it. that there is, there's a, there is a definite psychological impact that that has. Now that aside, you know, one of the things that I've recognized with, like I say, you know, because we talk about the everyday millionaires that I interview and then just the people that I know, some of the, some very successful business guys and what I really notice about them is their ability to be present in a conversation, in a meeting, regardless of what's going on. Exactly. So they can, you know, like literally, you know, 30 seconds before they get on a call or before they step into a meeting or whatever, I mean, shit could be hitting the fan, but when they're there, it's like, I'm here. But that's the brilliance of training too, right? Like it is training, but it's so important. Consistent training and trusting the training and understanding that when you're present and you have a commitment and you understand your outcome and you know what it is that you want, it is difficult. It's not difficult to actually put the trauma or whatever's going on aside. That's a, a, a compartmentalizing that I find is so powerful. So when you think about the people that we've talked about in business that have, you know, shit's hitting the fan all over the place, but they can still go present. I mean, I've had that experience right? On stage, you. Mm -hmm. I remember my, when my grandma died, I had to get on a plane and, and go to Toronto and speak in front of 700 RAIN members. I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. I was like a, 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 I was like a crying mess. But my why was bigger. I knew that I needed to make an impact for those people. And my grandma at that moment, and I knew that I could connect to her wanting me to kick butt. So I actually drew on that. So when I'm working with my athletes, we draw on what's real, positive, negative, painful, positive. We draw on what's real to help them present and perform in that moment. So there's a, there's a fundamental, you know, going back to all of that, right? Being present, you know, there is, it, it is so nuanced. Back to business people that I've met and, and overachievers, if you will, they'll show up and you literally will not know what they have going on at all. And you may find out by chance at another conversation. Then there's those guys that come in and go, you go, how you doing? And they go, ah, just shit hitting the fan, but I'm, I'm good. Right. And then there's those that come in and have, you know, 10 minute story before they get settled in and get clearing. into the conversation, yeah. right. Yeah, they're yeah. clearing it. So it, it is interesting to note that the most successful guys that I've had conversation with seem to be able to walk in as if there's nothing going on in their world, but what's happening right now. No, so there's, that's the truth. There's, there's no story. There's no anything. They don't bring it in with them. They're here. They're present. That's it. Let's get to work. And that's the same with the athletes. And I, I mean, a good, like you say, a good example was Japan is that we had, a, you know, I had a team that was not expected to win. But they stayed present. They were super professional. It's not that anybody else wasn't, but they just were not willing to bring in the past. They were not willing to bring in anything else other than what was going on right here, right now. And they won the competition and they were, should not have won because the favorites were still brilliant. But there was something about this team that allowed them to win because they were not attached to anything in the past. Anything outside of what was going on, they were fully present right here, right now. It was 
brilliant. Well, it's such an important lesson for, I think, anybody. It's not that trauma didn't exist. It's not that you didn't have a shitty day. It's not that something didn't go south. It's that the mental fortitude, if you will, that AQ, that EQ, the emotional quotient, the ability to be present and go, whatever happened this morning, last year, 25 years ago, doesn't take away from what I am right now. And what I want. And what I want, right? What I, what I want to achieve right now in this moment. And you think about it. If we don't value ourselves enough to know that we deserve or that we have earned what we want, then it's easier to go back to the past. It's easier to go back and have an excuse and a reason why I didn't win. But what I've really learned and what my commitment is to the athletes that I work with is that all of that can be brought forward and you can still win. You can still win. It doesn't matter what the trauma is in your past, what happened in your childhood, what happened last week. If if you want your result or you want your outcome more than you want your excuse, then that's the journey. Okay, so I want to move on to one more thing before we sign off here, only because I think it's a, an important conversation about not only about, it's not so much about being present, it's about this instant gratification world that we live in, because you're to the point where we started this is think about, you know, the most successful athletes, uh, those with the most successful careers, those with the most successful businesses, they grinded out, they were on the journey and they, maybe they didn't love the journey, and but they may not even known they were on. The they may not even have known it. But the point is, this is that reasons always come before, before results. And they always had a very powerful reason to get out of bed in the morning and go do what they do. They're always inspired to do that. And if they weren't inspired to do it, they had still a, a place to connect to the reason. The reason I bring up the whole instant gratification crowd is because if you look at what's going on in TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or whatever freaking platform is out there these days that yeah, I'm, moments in time. I'm far too old to even know them all. The point is this. <laughs> it's like everybody is got the Lambo yesterday. You know, you're a 33 year old and you, you now own a fleet of Lambos and Ferraris and McLarens. It's it really is. If you look at it, you'd think that that's reality when it's not. Those are blips in moments in time. And how much time can you waste and spend chasing that? Or comparing yourself. Or comparing and and really be setting yourself up. So I wanted to take that moment because there was a, a, a long the conversation was understanding that did the concept behind a marshmallow test Go away. <laughs> I love the marshmallow test. Okay, so marshmallow <laughs> test. Go ahead. You explain it. Well, you know what? We don't even know if it's true. Well, no, it's true. We it's just true. It, it, it Listen, everything gets debunked at I some know, point. Right? But oh, the, fact the, checker. The, no, it's not anyway, about that. Anyway, so, okay, so here it is. So you have two kids in a room or three or whatever, and you have a person come in and they, and they lay down a marshmallow in front of each of the children. And they say, okay. If you can sit, I'm going to leave the room. If you can sit for 15 minutes and not eat this marshmallow, I'm going to come back. And if it's still here, you can have two. So when you think about instant gratification, so, you know, you think about a video in the room and the kids are like, oh my God, I want to eat this marshmallow right now. I want it now. I want it now. I want it now. But what they were saying is that the kids that could actually say, okay, I can wait 15 minutes to get two they were equating that to success and future success down the road. Because of delayed gratification. Delayed gratification. And that's one of the things I find with the athletes and myself, I'm the same way, is that I don't need a treat. I don't need snacks. I don't need, like, I would rather wait 
to get the bigger win than have it in the moment. Because I just know that the journey is more powerful than having it in this moment. I don't know. If it wasn't a marshmallow, I could probably I'm wait. I'm thinking for you it's but... popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can wait if it's a marshmallow. I love those marshmallows. You do, and you love popcorn. Yeah, okay. We've had, this, we've had this conversation, Patrick. Anyways, when we look at and go on these journeys, we have to look at our own life. You know, for, So hopefully, you know, what I would invite you to take away from this is... You know, it's not just about delayed gratification. It is actually about being present, about willing. I love that quote, willing to give up the life you like, like to have the life you love and to have a great reason to get the results that you're looking for, to put in the time, put in the energy, to be present, to do the work and really set trust your podium. And trust. You know? so, well, I guess there's a lot of, there's some trust in there too. Okay, that's it. So think about it. One, just oh. last thing. The podium is, it's real. Like whatever it is for you. If it's a, the next deal, if it's a, a relationship, if whatever it is for you, whatever you have up there as a podium, it's real. And I think if you give yourself, and for us, what we've learned over time, what I've learned over time, is that if I give myself enough credit and enough grace and enough patience to get it the way that I want on my terms, I don't have to compromise myself. And that is really what I'm trying to teach the athletes that I work with is that to not compromise the moment, don't give up what you think you're worth in order to, you know, second guess. It's worth it. It's worth it to wait the four years. It's worth it to wait whatever it takes to get it the way you want to get it. So live the life you love and not necessarily just tolerate the like the life you like that ladies and gentlemen was some edition of mindset, mindset matters, matters and, and, champi- call, and champions journey and we're going to call it jet lag version <laughs> okay thanks stephanie that was fun ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening if you found value in the podcast please take the time to rate and review and share with others share with your friends as it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener. If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.